Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. And we're here joined by a wonderful guest, Dolores. Hey guys, what's up? Hey. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> that was real subdued, but we're gonna I know. we're gonna fix that in post. It's fine. We're gonna be like, oh yeah, she's here, everybody. <laughs> no, we uh We're tired. <laughs> a little tired. We're a little tired. <laughs> Well, on the ground to cover this week, so we're going to get right into it, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, our first bit of news uh, this week that we wanted to discuss was uh, the, the I don't know what you call them, electronic music duo, mm-hmm. Daft Punk, are no more. They are no longer a thing. Daft Punk broke up. So we're, we're all a little uh, disappointed by that. Lex, how do you feel about that? Um, I don't really listen to Daft Punk. Mm. Um, I've listened to some of their music and it that's that style of mu- that genre of music is not really my thing. Mm-hmm. I have some of it on like workout playlist type of stuff like that, but um I've definitely seen people are very sad about it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, we uh D and I are big fans. Um when we started uh dating we started uh, talking about all our favorite music and stuff like that, and Daft Punk was like definitely big on both of our lists. Yes. We uh, both kind of just like gravitated towards them because, like at the time, nobody was doing music like they were. Right. And it's not the fact they yeah. were doing electronica; yeah. it was because they were doing music that um, sampled like funk music, mm-hmm. and it sampled like you know. Uh, disco disco and, and stuff like that. A lot of the music that had been cast aside, like hair metal, right? And it just like I definitely respect like their their place in music history. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I understand their importance, their significance, and why people are upset about it. Mm-hmm. I just personally don't listen to them a lot. Right on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know it's it's kind of a it, it's kind of a time and place kind of thing. You know, yeah. it's you know they came out when I when I was fifteen. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I was real, and 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 when I was fifteen, that was the nineties, you know. Yeah. So it was like, oh, club kids, yeah, yeah. like <laughs> yeah, wearing all the candy, let's go to a rave, mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we were doing that shit, and it was great, and it was fun. But for them, with their particular kind of music, to for me, it they introduced me to French house. That's yes. what they are. They're yes. French mm-hmm. house, and they. And they really, um, they really in like sucked me in with the way that they were able to not just sample like funk and disco and and hair metal, but also they would take they would take samples from just like a random library of just regular sounds. Yeah. Just normal mm-hmm. sounds that you would hear like um what was the book that they uh they actually sampled a lot from um. The Hollywood, the Hollywood, it's like the Hollywood sound effects library. Mm. Mm. Just that, just that. And it was just, and and they would take you on a journey with a simple driving beat, a a little bit of sampling from that, and a teeny tiny bit of a sample from like some random, unheard of funk, like song, funk track. And they would make magic out of that. It's I equate them to like you know their French house. I equ- I equate them to French cooking. 
<laughs> real mm-hmm. simple ingredients, but when they come together, when they bring them together, it's like magic. Man. Magic. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So, and they just kept, and what was even better for me is that they built up on that with their second album. You're right. they, homework was 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 French cooking, right? Mm-hmm. Homework was 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 the standard for French cooking. Homework was French cooking and to a certain degree it's been commercialized. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> but on but with a palate that everyone can enjoy. Okay. That and that's amazing to me for any for any group mm-hmm. to have a second album come out like that hard. And uh Discovery, that was it. Discovery just flowed so well. For me, with Daft Punk, it's always been about not only the music, but the visuals. Yes. Like, the visuals, you talked about the French aspect of it. Like, it's always been, like, this experimental film development that they've always, just like the the production value. Mm -hmm. So, from the very first video that I saw from them, The Funk, which had this this weird, like, dog-headed person just walking around downtown Mm -hmm. and just like getting completely just shit on by everybody that Mm -hmm. he came across and just the Daft Punk song was like an afterthought because it was playing in the background and sometimes it would be muted sometimes it would be loud depending because I think he had a boom box or something like that he did it oh it was just like he was holding the boom box the whole time and so it would get like turned (laughs) off sometimes and it's like this is a this is a a wasteful music video because I don't even know what this song is but it was memorable because it made me want to come back Right. I think about Revolution 909. Oh. Revolution 909 was about a cop arresting a kid, like a skate a skateboard kid. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they had four minutes to fill. Yep. So they went back and they showed uh, how this spaghetti stain got on the cop's uniform. Yeah. And they take it all the way back to, like, the growing of the tomatoes. Right, right. You know, <laughs> like leading all the way up to his mom making the spaghetti, packing it for exactly. him as a lunch. Yeah. Yes. So that was that was ridiculous. But then, of course, like the one that really locked in, like I need to know who these people are. I need to know who this mm-hmm. band is. I need to remember who they are. It was um, around, the world. around the world. That's the one. Yes, because it was just that choreographed dance routine with all these wild characters just coming out of nowhere randomly just one by one you got like you know the uh the synchronized diving team from those old like mgm flicks yep Yep. then you had like these b-boys that had like extra head on them (laughs) yeah exactly people in skeleton (laughs) costumes like from cobra kai Mm -hmm. and Um, then uh, mummies yeah mummies they had a set of mummies and then robots at the end yeah and it's like okay cool that's that's wild right but then that brings us to Discovery. And Dee, you were, you were beginning to talk about Discovery, but I think both of us can agree, like, the thing that really brought Discovery home was the fact that it was this one coherent album. Yes. And it was uh, given us a visualization. It was an anime. Mm-hmm. And no other band did this before, mm-hmm. where they had a complete anime movie produced for this album called Interstellar 5555. Yes, and it was beautiful, and every song that they had for that album was used in that film, and it all worked beautifully. It, it's it's never a waste of time to watch it. Have you have you seen uh, the, this film, Lex, at all, or heard about no. it? No, no, oh, I haven't. God, it please. is kind of a cult classic. It, you know, it truly is. It wasn't marketed very well back then. Right, right. It was marketed in the same way anime was back then. So, like, when we were in college, of course, anime was not as uh, prolific mm-hmm. uh, in the States as mm-hmm. it is now, where you can just, like, right. find it everywhere. Yeah. 
Um, so like there were a few anime that everybody knew about. It was like Ninja Scroll, yeah. Akira, right. Dragon Ball, maybe you know, right, maybe maybe Fist Dragon of the North Ball. Star. If you're real lucky, yeah, real real lucky, <laughs> yeah. And that was basically it for like the adult anime. Right. But this, this is something different, and it wasn't really adult per se. It was like just done in a very mature way. Yes, you right. know, hmm. right. So you had these aliens that came down and. They basically, uh, they were a band, mm-hmm. and the the humans uh, co-opted their sound and right. basically used them up until they got tired of it and went back home. Right, right, just overproduced to death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Over-commercialized, and they finally went back home to their... Uh, to their to their original planet where every where their original sound was created and happiness ensues. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> it's great. It's great. Yeah. So you had that, and of course, you know their their uh, their stamp on pop culture forever is tied to Kanye West, who sampled oh, yeah. Harder, Better, Faster, Harder, Stronger, better, faster, and made stronger. that like a number one hit for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, them being featured in in the, uh, the Tron sequel yes not tron only legacy. tron legacy doing mm-hmm. the entire soundtrack for that and and being in the movie yep <laughs> yep yeah and just the mystery the, the mystery the mystery <laughs> behind daft punk it's just two men with robot helmets, helmets. on yep and we so just they've never they've never revealed themselves not intentionally right no. right like they they had a band uh you know initially with a third member and they, you know, of course, didn't wear masks back then. Right. So we know what they look like. But, right. yeah, ever since then, it's been kind of like uh, comparable to MF Doom, yep. where they put on these masks and just never took them off. Like, even now, even when they announced that they were uh, going to be ending the, the uh, I don't know what you call Their it. partnership. The partnership, yeah. yeah. It was just a, a weird epilogue video mm-hmm. of one of them just self-destructing. Right. It was a cut from um, from one of their many... Uh, Movies, one of yeah. their many uh, vids. Um, so they did. They're not. They're not like, you know, posthumous. They're not dead. So we can actually criticize this without coming off like heels here. <laughs> it wasn't that great. Their yeah, live action yeah. attempts yeah. at just like long form movies. They weren't that great. Um, music was tight, but music you know was. the whole storytelling aspect not not the best. Right. Um, when it came to that. Yeah. So yeah, when they showed us this epilogue. People just thought it was brand new. Like, oh shit, this is oh oh no. <laughs> oh yeah. He did. <laughs> right, right, good and dead. Mm-hmm. But yeah, hmm. it's just um yeah they you know what they're just so prolific. They they've made they paved the way for so many other bands. Um, so much so many other bands that are in that same vein of like French house, like Cassius um, is an amazing amazing band. Um, Kavinsky, Mojo, a lot of these, uh, Stardust, there, there are a lot of, um, uh, bands that came out around like, you know, early 2000s ish when, when like French house really got seriously established. And, um, I appreciate the fact that they paved the way for all of these people. Um, I'm just selfish as hell though, and I don't want them to stop. I just don't <laughs> like. They're, I'm sure that they're going to go on and do their own things, yeah, and produce outside, you know, just without the Daft Punk stamp. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I still, I, I don't know. I just feel comfort in knowing that they still exist. But well, they at don't this anymore. point, it's it's kind of a liability almost, you know, when you think about it. Like 
Daft Punk is just such a commonly known name, mm-hmm. you know, and they have this this standard of quality yeah. that they put out there. You know, they've they've worked with so many big time music makers. They worked with The Weeknd, they worked with Pharrell, Pharrell. you know, all these other like just legendary DJs and producers mm-hmm. uh, that you know we can't even name by name because they're just like their stamp is the fact that they're anonymous. So exactly. that's the benefit of them. Uh, you know, wearing masks this entire time mm-hmm. is that now they can go off and do these other projects right. and just be, you know, themselves. themselves. Yeah, their individual selves. Yeah. Also, they can go grocery shopping without anybody giving them a hard time. Yeah. That's dope, too. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's something different for them. I mean, they've true. been around for like 20 something years. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a little sad. It's, it's bittersweet. Mm-hmm. It's bittersweet. I mm-hmm. appreciate what they've given us, though. But yeah, if you like, just take a minute. Like, if if anything at all, please try to get Interstellar. Please get get that and watch it, and just mm-hmm. fall in love with it. The story is fantastic. It's there's nothing graphic mm-hmm. about it. There's nothing sexual about it. It's just a good story. It's mm-hmm. a good anime story. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, and and the music yeah. fits. It just fits every instance that's happening in that in that movie. Absolutely, it's, it's wonderful. Absolutely yeah. wonderful. So we'll miss them, but you know, wonder, I kind of wonder if they if they bro- like were were breaking up last year. Oh. And they kind of were like, we can't do this. We can't yeah. do this to people. We gotta wait until next year to let them know this is too much to put on everyone. Right. Well, maybe then, they've been quarantining together for the oh whole no, last they got sick year. of each other. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they were like, fair. look, sorry, yeah. I cannot, I this cannot is, anymore. This is the first of many divorces we're gonna hear about <laughs> post COVID. It's like, all right, we, you got vaccine, cool. They don't. <laughs> They gonna pull the fucking uh, Kim uh, and Kanye Felicity. are done. Yeah, uh, yeah, we got we got we got quite a few of them. Yeah, out. they gonna pull that Felicity and just get up out the wheelchair and walk just out the door. Just, I gotta go. Out. Peace. <laughs> so yeah, Kim and Kanye, boy. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. That's a damn mess. You like, know you're gonna hear a lot about them individually doing crazy shit. Oh, of course. After this. You know he's he's got to gear up for his next presidential run, and oh, she's got to go back to obscurity or whatever she was doing. Uh, no, she's obscurity. Still no, Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. That's wishful like, thinking, I guess. She's <laughs> worth more. I mean, yeah, that that didn't even really change anything about her, like how much clout she had. I don't think. No, Which you're right. Shocking. You're right. Right. You know, look, I tell you what, there's a lot of people out here that don't like me, okay? I guarantee you, if I make a million dollars, I will, you never have to hear from me again. So let's get that money coming to the Patreon. Let's get that going to the Kofi. You know? Yeah, if you guys want to give us like a fucking lot of money to never hear from us again, I'm sold. I, mean, I will go live in the fucking woods. Hell man. yeah. <laughs> fucking pull a Justin Timberlake man of the woods, bitches. Let's go. Yeah. Oh my god. I'll be gone. I won't even make a shitty album. Nope. To like, follow it up. No. I'll just be out. I mean, really, like, oh, I can't stand that fucking Matt Peters in his dumb face and super squished plushy face. I just want to punch him. <laughs> right. If you want to do that, all right, you can punch me. That's cool. For a million. For yeah. a million dollars. <laughs> right. And I'll go away. I'll, you'll never hear from me again. I swear for Lord. 
Yep. Same. Same. I'll do it. I better cash the check first, make right. sure it's good, and, and then punch right. away. Exactly. <laughs> right. Let that cash app hit. Yep. Deuces. Gotta go. See you later. Confirmed and... Okay. Confirmed. <laughs> All of a sudden you just hear zip. Yep. <laughs> yep. Hey, that suitcase getting closed up. Let's go. Yep. Hit that old go. dusty trail. Yep. Goodbye. Yep. My nose is broken now, but I can get it fixed. I got the money. All right. Exactly. Exactly. Let's keep on buying that GameStop stock. You'll be. Rolling. Oh my god. <laughs> you hear that shit's going nose back up? Nose is crooked. You know what that's called? That's called character. That's when right. You have money, there you it's go. called character. Exactly. That's called living. Yeah. Well, when you lived. don't have money, it's called. Ugh. <laughs> Owen Wilson built, built a career on that. Man, nose. he sure yeah. did. Hell Good yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like somebody took a bat to that one, though. Like, just to the side. He had just... to have broken that numerous times, right? Yeah. I think we don't know something about Luke Wilson. I think he just beat the brakes off of Owen growing up, like <laughs> brothers do. There's another Wilson brother, too. Oh. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There's a third one. I don't remember his name, but I've seen him and stuff. Oh. You've seen him and stuff, too. Oh, wow. He's been... Next thing you to tell like... me. A Next, you're gonna guy. tell me there's a third Olsen sister. What the fuck? No. Why do people not know that? <laughs> you're so I know that kills me. I've seen that. I've seen people just say like, "Oh my god, I didn't know she was related it's to the Olsen twins." Like, Gen- I- I'm convinced this is the Gen uh, Gen Z thing where yeah. they're just, yeah. God, this thing. I'm like, we grew up with them. We know everything about yes. them, whether we want to or not. Right. So- you know? Right, exactly. Lex sent me a video earlier this week of one of the Olsen twins, like, direct-to-VHS uh, mm-hmm. videos they used to do. Oh, yeah. You know, where they would, like, sing songs or whatever mm-hmm. about eating chicken and... Or being lost in New York. Being lost in New York, yeah. Like, uh, do some original Olsons, okay? All right, do something original. People get lost in New York all the time. But listen, <laughs> there's a video that Lex sent me where... They're singing a song about just being done with Elizabeth Olsen. Just like, go away, little sister. We don't want you oh. around no more. It's brutal. It's a diss track against Elizabeth and she's Olsen. she's in it. Is she's she's in, in it. They oh are rapping God. at her. They, and she's just standing there like, what did I do? Oh <laughs> she, my. Has the, she has the Elizabeth Olsen puppy eyes mm-hmm. that uh-huh. she has as an adult. In a little baby form. Yep. Oh my god! I like and I like I, I'm just like oh my god! This is horrible. This is her Joker. Like she's the Joker right, right. now. This, this is, is how she becomes the Joker. If you, you folks are wondering, <laughs> if you're wondering why Elizabeth and Mary Kate, uh, or rather Mary Kate and Ashley, yeah, are uh-huh. not in WandaVision, is because she already magicked them the fuck away. That's right. She was like goodbye. Mary Kate are off smoking, chain smoking yes. somewhere, like off yep. camera and mainline and like, lattes. No. <laughs> Man, yeah, like, like, see, if she's gonna be the now, watch, she's gonna be the one mm. that's going to have to see after their estate. Oh, after a certain point. Oh, and they're <laughs> gonna they're gonna end up out here in Chicago, oh, no. downtown, on 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 Wacker Drive. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta, oh yeah, I, I already have it in the notes. The Olsen twins are going to be in the pop culture exploration miniseries because wow. I want to talk about. Oh, okay, I'm down I, with that. I, I, I can... want to talk about them. We're we're doing Lindsay Lohan is going to be first. That's going to be next month Ooh, in March. Rough. 
But Lex is going to educate me about white women in the next few months. This <laughs> oh, is man. going to be great. Yeah. yeah. In, the, in the spirit of Britney, uh, the, the whole thing that's been, oh, you know, zeitgeist yes. Britney, we're going to be doing some pop culture exploration. Yes. And we're going to start with Lindsay Lohan's life and career. Oh, so. God damn. I mean, I'm sure they're <laughs> not all white girls, but we got Listen, they are mostly white girls. But yes. Man, Lex Lex went and just said, you know what, Deep End, I got your ass. Like, <laughs> she just went right into Lindsay Lohan. That's a rough one. Yeah. That's yeah. a rough one to deal with. So, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to look at these Ooh. figures with, like, um, you know, just a, a new attitude mm-hmm. away from the late night talk show hosts, away from all the comedians and stand ups. Right. And just you know, basically mine them for material. Mm-hmm. Now we're mining them for material, but we're doing it altruistically. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. I definitely, uh, it's not like our intention is not to have like a trashy, like here's all of the meltdown stuff. Yeah. It's like, to <laughs> look at the humanity. Right. Of they, they, especially they were kids. Yeah. Yeah. In this instance, and Britney Spears was the same way with that documentary. Yeah. Like they were kids thrown into a very bad environment and then expected like people just expected them to be perfectly normal. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Like that is a very weird thing. Yeah, that is very, very strange indeed. There's yeah. no way you could just be totally normal after being told you're a god. After yes. like like at age eleven. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> a weird yeah. It's fascinating. So Matt doesn't know any know. background stuff. I'm doing all of the research and then I'm going to explain the history to Matt. Wow. So that's right. That is that's coming to... next month, guys. That's gonna be and that's gonna be not gonna be a Patreon. We might do some of these that go behind the Patreon wall, but it's gonna be in our regular feed. Wow. It's gonna be mm-hmm. Sidebar. It's gonna be yeah. we're we're getting a lot of uh we're getting a lot of excitement from the uh the adventurers already who have yes, heard about it. Yeah. yeah, some adventurers have requested people too already. Yeah. Oh man. So we both gonna learn some things. <laughs> both yeah. of us. That's right. Yeah. All right, D. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, I know you wanted you. to eulogize Daft Punk yeah. with us this week, and really appreciate you doing that. Yeah, you guys go listen to some. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I imagine their their spins are going to be huge on Spotify. Man, insane. Apple Music and everything. Yeah. Insane. Because, I mean, a lot of people are discovering them uh, for the first <laughs> time now because they've been all over the news, too. So. Uh, you think they're actually going to get yeah. to their homework when it comes to, like, you know, French French uh, house? Yeah, I know we're giving them a lot of shit, but, I mean, at the end of the day, they're human after all. Oh, my God. So. Yeah, we should be glad they're still alive. That's true. With COVID and everything. Mm-hmm. We're lame. It's true. Hi, we're lame. <laughs> so, all right, you didn't know. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> we'll get back to our own. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> all right, anytime. Love you. Love you too. <laughs> all right, Lace, why don't you transition us so we can get audioed up over here? <laughs> okay. So, uh, let's look. We, we do have from listeners uh who were looking okay so paul wrote in paul was saying that um wanted to know what would be casting for this was not last episode but the episode before i believe uh we were talking about powerpuff girls Mm -hmm. how they're doing this like darker powerpuff girls cw show um so what is casting 
like what is a casting idea for Powerpuff Girls? Okay. Um, I of course forgot about this and did not do the homework <laughs> for this particular thing. Yes. So I'm gonna listen to your casting because I see that you did this. I did. Paul said that Olivia Holtz or maybe Natalie Allen, uh, Allen Lind, cast as Bubbles. Hmm. Those were some choices for Bubbles. Yeah. All right. Well. I, of course, wanted to go in a completely different direction because I went on record to say that if we're going to get some adult Powerpuff girls, the last thing I want to do is see them fall in love and get sexy and whatnot like that. Because I want to watch them fuck. Let's watch Powerpuff girls fuck. You did go on record to say that, yes. I am always on record. (laughs) No. So not only did I cast the Powerpuff girls proper – I also casted Professor Utonium. Well, I should say D helped me cast Professor Utonium. But when I heard it, I knew that there was no other possible person to that put in this role. It is perfect. I'm reading it now. So Continue. we're going to get to that. So first off, Zelda Williams I want to put in there as Blossom. Because Zelda Williams not only is the daughter of the ultra-talented, may he rest in peace, Robin Williams. She yes. is a fantastic actress in her own regard. You've heard her on countless animated series before, as well as I'm sure seen her on those adorable uh, Legend of Zelda ads that she used to do with her dad. I mean, yeah. I want to see her in more things. I, I did that, not know she was an actress, so yeah. I'm learning this now. That's awesome. <laughs> As a matter of fact, she actually ties into one of the other things we were talking about today, which I don't even know if we had time to get that on the notes. Guys, it's a huge week this week. We got so it much is. to talk we're about. We're not going to be able to cover everything. Hopefully, if we missed anything that you guys want us to talk about, send us a message. Shoot us a message, especially uh, Instagram is the best way to get a hold of us for that. Absolutely. Because we're going to miss some things this week. Lots yeah. of new so I wanted to uh, I wanted to talk about um, the fact that she was part of uh, what, Avatar. Yeah, she was part of Avatar: The Last Airbender. I think she voiced one of the characters on there. Um, I'll have to look wow. into that a little bit more. But anyway, moving on. Good to know. Zendaya as Buttercup because I was watching uh, the Spider-Man uh, Sony films this week, and it just struck me as this. How versatile Zendaya is. She is amazing as an actress. She can, she can do, uh, thoughtful. She can do sarcastic. She can do sardonic. Uh, it, she's just a wonderful actress. She'd be the perfect buttercup because she gives that sarcasm. Yeah. Like agreed. you read about. Yeah. And of course. She's got a lot of Oscars in her future. I oh, think. we are, we are just seeing the tip of the iceberg of her career. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they would be lucky she's to have like- 22 or something like 24. that she's very young yeah 24 okay, yeah. yeah but she's super tall too so she can you know yeah. play a range of different ages and then i went a little obscure uh to an extent well i'm sure some people will know her immediately ellen wong is bubbles now ellen wong uh you may know her from glow you may know her from scott pilgrim but she's uh she was she played knives chow uh on scott pilgrim Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, when it comes to Bubbles, who is just, like, a little bit airheaded and just, like, super excitable and stuff like that, I think Ellen Wong can play that character well, but add some depth to her as well. So maybe she's a little airheaded, but she's also, like, super smart when it comes to certain things. You know, they're going to evolve the character, obviously. Yeah, I think Bubbles is the hardest character to cast yeah. in this. Yeah, yeah. Because you want to you wanna give... um 
you know, respect to the actress, of course. You want to make sure that she's not playing just a stereotype or a trope or anything like that. And I think Ellen Wong, paired with this character, they can make her, like, you know, just a, a super conceited, like, shopaholic or something like that. But right. there's more to her than we see at face value. So, yeah, that would be You don't want cool. her to be, like, a Three's Company character. No. <laughs> like, you got to add more to that. Right. You don't want her as an interchangeable. Share, like, share and clueless. Oh, of what she should be. Okay, okay. Or um, I'm not sure of her name, but uh, Reese Witherspoon and Legally Blonde. Yes. Yeah. yeah. L. L yeah. is her name. That'd be dope. Yeah, those are both great examples of like turning that airhead, uh, you know, stereotype on its head. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Um. By the way, if you're wondering, Legally Blonde still slaps. Good movie. Um. Oh, hundred percent. That movie is phenomenal. Last but not least, as Professor Utonium, John Hamm. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Perfect. You Is know, it D came up with that? Yeah, that was her idea. Yeah. He's got that square jaw. He doesn't take himself too seriously, but he can be serious if he needs to be for those like very special episodes. I mean, yeah, what the fuck is he doing right now? Exactly. Come on, Tottenham. Showing go, up. Go be on the Powerpuff Girls. He can't. He can't even do his favorite thing, which is to just show up randomly on sitcoms like he used to do because COVID. So. Yeah. Or randomly on SNL or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I used to love that. Just like, all right, cool. John Hamm's here. Great. <laughs> I, I had this weird thing with John Hamm where I thought, because he was with that his partner for such a long time. Yeah. Um, and then they split. And, like, he was done with Mad Men at the same time and everything. And I was like, John Hamm is going to pull, like, an Alec Baldwin in the in the sense that he's going to just find a younger woman and, mm. and have, like, 20 kids. <laughs> and I'm amazed <laughs> that in the years that have passed now, this hasn't happened yet. Because I, I thought, okay, John Hamm's just going to go off and, like, <laughs> live in some random small town and, like, have a bunch of kids, and then we'll never hear from him again. Well, you know, I don't know why. I thought that's what would happen. You explained to me really early on in the show, like, John Hamm is a lot more complicated than we think. Like He is. He has a very fascinating history. Yeah, yeah. And just the fact that he's, like, fighting depression and stuff like that, you know, yeah. that's just a testament to, to what, a, what a wonderful person and what a hard worker he is, what a, what a great actor he is. Because you can't tell it by the characters he plays, you know. No, and he can be so fun and funny and everything, but, like, I think that's why he captured Don Draper so well, because he has his own personal darkness. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, um, uh, I think it was, like, he was 19. He he did not have family anymore. Both of his parents had died. Wow. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah, He he had to, like, you know sleep on his friends family's couches basically wow and he talked about how like that's how he found like family outside kind of thing my goodness yeah people taking him in and being kind to him sort of situation shoot shout out to john ham he's a good dude yeah he is hopefully he's doing well especially during a very difficult time when i'm you know sobriety is not easy if anybody Uh, knows john ham give him a call check on him tell him we say hey if you know john ham Connect us with John Hamm. We want to interview John Hamm. Hell yeah. We won't even put it on the Patreon. We'll let I'm everybody hear it. <laughs> we don't even we don't even need to talk about Mad Men, even though I'm probably gonna want to talk about it. We don't have to. We can just talk about it. Dude, come on the show and talk about Tag. You wanna talk about Tag, John Hamm? I enjoyed that movie, bud. Let's talk I will about talk tag. to John Hamm about the following. Tag. 
Yeah. Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. That one skit on 30 Rock where he said banjo. Banjo. <laughs> yeah. But you, but by the way, you cannot watch anymore. Right. Unless you have, I need to get that Blu-ray box set. Yep. Of 30 Rock because I'm very pissed that I can't watch that streaming. Right. In context, it's hilarious. Out of context, it's fucked up. But yeah, you just gotta. I just, I don't. Okay, we're not getting into that. We're not getting, okay. All right, moving on. Cruella had a trailer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So folks, I, I hope you enjoyed my, my pickums for the cast of Powerpuff Girls. Uh, if you've got other ideas, of course, feel free to write in. Let yeah. us know. Yeah. I P. think that ultimately it's going to be unknown people though. We're not yeah. going to know who, who this cast is. Yeah. In, in typical CW fashion, we're not going to know yeah. who these people are. And that's Maybe fine. it'll be someone who's been on, you know, one of these other shows for an episode or two. You know, they like to cast from that pool yeah especially wb used to do that like all the time mm-hmm. um you know an actor would be on dawson's creek and then be on you know roswell and the, you know like they they just they have their pool of actors that they they like someone and then they kind of build around them for a bigger part in the future well they so, they did something yeah. like that recently with jared pilecki now because he's uh yes. walker texas he's walker Ranger. yeah he's in new walker show yeah Mm -hmm. yeah uh and then he well he actually you know that's a great example that you just brought up uh jared padalecki what okay so jared padalecki was on gilmore girls Mm. and then he eventually did supernatural and now he's one of the you know the stars of the cw um (laughs) the but two of two lead actors from one tree hill were both um on dawson's creek uh, actually, two of them were in an episode together, interacted, like, mm. and then went on to do One Tree Hill. So there's just wild, like, like little things like that, especially shows that filmed in Wilmington and stuff. They're like, all right, just go, go over there and do this show now. That sort of thing. Yeah. We're going to have to, uh, yeah, I mean, you're a lifer if you work for CW, basically. If you want to be there, they got you. They got a job That's for you. That's a fucking dream, too. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I think, you know, being in the position of someone like a Jared Padalecki or Jensen Ackles, who was obviously on Smallville. Once again, the, like pretty much any of those leading actors, yeah, at least back in the day, they were on another one of those shows. Mm-hmm. The the lead actor on uh, Roswell, he was on Dawson's Creek. Like, you know, they they just were crossed over in all of these shows. Uh, Felicity. One of the lead actors on Felicity. He was on Dawson's Creek first. So it's just that's how they did it back then. So the moral of the story is if you're looking to be a TV actor for life, yeah. go work for the CW. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I don't know how frequently that that still goes because, like, the market is a little, is, is different and everything like that. But I know that in the past that's definitely been a thing. Yeah. Where I mean, it's also – it's Hollywood. So – it's who you know, who you impress, everything like that. If producers like you, they're going to find a way to get you in another project. And I imagine, um, you know, even if you're not on a project at the time, like you can also go on the convention circuit then because people know you from Arrow or Flash or Riverdale or something like that. And it's like, hey, come see me, sign autographs and pay me money. Absolutely. That's yeah. a thing now that they didn't have back then. What's interesting is we're seeing cast members from like One Tree Hill doing that now. Right. 
and and Smallville doing that now. And it's like they did not have that. Like, well, Smallville, they could go to Comic-Con if they wanted. I think they only they only did one mm-hmm. um, because Tom Mulling was not into that. He's kind of talked briefly about that on Michael Rosenbaum's podcast, but I guess his ex-wife was not supportive oh. of him and he had a lot of issues with that. His current wife is like, yeah, let's do it, whatever. <laughs> like, like She's very like into it and cool and, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I guess he, he kind of was pulling teeth in his – it sounds like in his previous relationship. Boy. Um, but yeah, like that wasn't a thing. That That, you know, going to the conventions and stuff like that. Unless you were in like Star Trek or like a very specific now, I think, yeah, I think they've realized like, oh, I'm on Riverdale. <laughs> like <laughs> this is a teen drama, but like there's a market for this, you know, um, I'm sure that like the actors who were on Roswell or if the the actors from Dawson's Creek, they don't really need to. I think all of them are working. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but they could if they wanted. I'd imagine that cast is going to start writing books soon. It's nice I'm, to have I'm thinking the option. Beaks, books soon. It's so funny you bring up Star Trek because I distinctly remember as a kid when I was watching Star Trek The Next Generation, um, you know, over the summer when they would take their break or whatever is when they would do the convention circuit. But yeah. one year I was watching like the season finale for Next Generation and they aired an ad and it was just Patrick Stewart and a, and a cast photo. It was just, you know, the, the photo was the whole ad. It was like, hello, I'm Patrick Stewart. Come join my castmates and I as we perform Shakespeare in the park coming soon to a place near you. Just, wow. Like that's yeah. what you're doing over the summer. That's how you're relaxing. You're doing Shakespeare. Holy shit. Oh yeah. They, they love doing that. <laughs> so yeah. I just thought that Usually was cool. Usually those actors over a break, when they get their break, mm-hmm. they go do other projects. They go do plays yeah. very often. They go make the movies if they can. They try to fit that in their schedule. They take that time to try to diversify because actors are used to what's the next job. This isn't going to last. Um, even when they're in very successful positions, like they just it's a very difficult and competitive and honestly, sometimes shitty job. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're like, let me go do Shakespeare in the park. <laughs> I think, literally, I think Zach Braff also literally did that. Like, like that's really cool. You know, he made, he made independent movies in between, uh, you know, um, seasons of scrubs. That's just how, like if they can fit something into that schedule, they do. So that doesn't surprise me at all, especially Patrick Stewart being a theater guy, mm-hmm. big fan of that particular thing yeah patrick stewart is is one of a kind i tell you you know i feel like just his 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 good nature just kind of changed the game when it came to these type of genre shows at least when it came to star trek anyway um yeah because that cast they really came across as a family more than just like hey we're co-workers you know yeah just sharing a screen so i like that aspect of it of course some of them also went on to uh to guest star and star in rather uh, the Gargoyles animated series. So I'm sure they were doing that over the summers as well. Yeah. Or at least just very well, long filming days. Voiceovers that you can, there's more flexibility with where and when you can do that. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit different. A little bit, a little bit. All but, right. Uh, so trailers, you were talking about Cruella. You yeah. That. Did you get a chance yeah. to see that? Yes, I did. Yeah. I did watch the trailers that you have in the notes here. Um, 
I don't care. <laughs> um, I'm very disturbed by how attracted I am to Emma Stone in this particular role. <laughs> but I can't really unpack that right now. Like, I don't know if that's quarantine horniness or if that's just Emma Stone horniness or if I need, like, a lot of therapy horniness. Like, like there are different levels there that I'm like, I, I don't think I can unpack that right now. But I think the movie itself looks kind of, eh, like, okay, whatever. What did you think really... of Angelina Jolie and um... Malef- Maleficent? Maleficent, yeah. I didn't watch it because okay. I don't care. Okay. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> that's the problem with. I mean, look, I'm just being like, that's the problem with things like this. I don't particularly care. Yeah. Yeah. Like the villain in in I I specifically remember with uh, Maleficent. Maleficent. No. Whatever. Yeah. Um. That's sleep Sleeping Beauty. That correct? is yes, Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, I just don't really care about Sleeping Beauty as much, all right? That wasn't one of my favorites as a kid. So, like, if they made an Ursula mm-hmm. origin story from Little Mermaid, I'd be more interested in that because I liked Little Mermaid more. Or Scar, or I don't know, whatever. Like, <laughs> you know, different different villains that were from the movies that I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think it's an interesting like, aspect of um, fleshing out certain villains backstories yeah. that I did, like, I did like 101 Dalmatians when I was a kid. I liked not only 101 Dalmatians. I enjoyed the live action films. Uh, the, the first and the second, I, you know, my I, brother yeah, was I actually think about the live action film more than I think about the animated film with that particular franchise. Yeah. And they did such a good job of that. It's just so like defining of like that character. It's going to be hard to separate the two. I like, um, you know, what Disney does usually, uh, you know, this looks, it looks interesting. Emma Stone's a great actress and I, I don't know what they're going to do with this. I don't know how it's going to, uh, define itself. Plus over hanging over all of this is the fact that you basically have a furmonger as your protagonist in this film. I know. No how matter, you, no matter how you, you slice it. Right. It's like this woman is going to kidnap 101 Dalmatians and try to make them into a coat. She wants to murder puppies. Right. Not just dogs. Not even, you know, little tiny puppies. Yeah. Yeah. She needs that puppy fur, not dog fur. Right. Not even like this dog's on its way out anyway fur. She's like, no, no, I need the young supple fur. So we're going to retcon. Uh, we're gonna retcon Cruella and make her a sympathetic character. Like with Maleficent, okay, so she might have cursed a baby, but to me, <laughs> as a villain, you're like fuck them kids. Exactly, it's, puppies. It's more forgivable to do that than to kidnap puppies and just promise to murder them. Mur- promise to murder them while wearing fur of other animals that she's murdered previously, I would imagine. Because the fact that she thought she'd get away with this means that she's done this successfully in the past. So, I don't know. I don't know about this. <laughs> I don't either. Um, I, I feel like it's one of those, I'm, I'll, just like a lot of these live action remakes and stuff, I'll watch it when it's like randomly streaming. <laughs> right. Don't make me pay for it, Disney+. Plus. I am not paying for it. Absolutely no, not. It's not happening. No. So that's one trailer we saw. The other one. <laughs> was Mortal Kombat. 
Now this looks like fun. Yeah. I think it looks fun. It does. I do not care about Mortal Kombat. I have no stakes in this. Like I'm just like whatever. Like this this movie doesn't have to be good for me to be like, eh, I'll watch it. Yeah. Yeah. And what's great about it is I do care about Mortal Kombat and I want this movie mm-hmm. to be stupid as possible because it shouldn't it feels make like sense. It should be. It should be. There's no reason why, you know, every single match you're pulling somebody's spine out and then, you know, they basically just shrug it off and you get round two. Like there's no reason that should happen. And if if you think about it too hard, then you're going to give yourself a headache. And you don't want that. You just want to enjoy beating the brakes off of somebody. That's the second time I use that today. Mm. And just like having a ball. That's all you want to do. And so we want to see people get beat up in a cartoonish nature on the big screen. Have at it. That's all I want. And they're yeah, giving it to I, us. I, exactly. I, I don't see... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Were reactions fairly like, okay, cool. Like, this is what Mortal Kombat is. I I think. Like, I I didn't really look. What I saw on Twitter, people were mostly positive about it. And we did talk about it a little bit on on Party Chat when I was on last. But (laughs) what's great is I think that the people that would be haters against it are basically smart enough to just kind of sit this one out. Because... There are some overly passionate fans for this franchise. I mean, it was catered towards, like, you know, prepubescent boys of a certain age when I was growing up. And, yeah, it's just people can get nuts about it. I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm just saying they're very passionate about what they enjoy. Right. And folks want to just let them have their fun. So I think folks are are, are letting people have this one and just like, all right, if it happens, it happens. Let's just see where it goes. Yeah, I'm... I'm just, I'm okay with it. You know, I'm, I'm like, okay, cool. Right. Like, especially it's going to be free on uh, HBO Max. Hell yeah. So I'm like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love that format now. Yes. Oh my God. I, I do love it. We're spoiled. I haven't watched the, um, that newest film that they've added, but, uh, you know, I've been like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm all for this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch it before they pull it. Uh, there was, now, I don't know if you saw this, there was one more trailer, or technically it's a clip, it's the mm. first clip. Did you watch this? I added it at the very end of our notes, the Rugrats. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, you added it at the same time that I IM'd you and was like, stop everything, you have to yep. watch this. Yes, I totally did yep. see it, Rugrats is coming back. Rugrats is coming back, it's the original cast, they're back, um, it's just the new, it's a, it's 3D animation. Um, the, I mean, the animation is weird to me, mm-hmm. like, because this style of animation is just weird. I remember when they first started doing this when I was a kid and being kind of thinking it was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, I'm talking about television shows. I don't think I was weirded out by movie versions of this, like CG, but I remember some of the TV shows like, uh. Like Roly Polioli or whatever, like oh, stuff like that was that the real early CG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this kind of has a like it's obviously much cleaner, much better. Mm-hmm. But it, it, I do kind of get that feeling again. So they, like, they kind of have to serve two masters here, and that's that's something that's uh, yes. going to be an uphill battle. Not only do they have to make it look good, you know, just look good. Period. They also yeah. have to give it that same style that the old Rugrats cartoon had. So yeah. there were a couple of moments where I was taken out of it. Like um in particular, just looking at Chucky 
and he's he's mm-hmm. like moving around and you can see like the the 3d nature of his hair and it just kind of looks like you know crinkled up paper almost right which is pretty much how they did on the cartoon but now he's not just like a, a two-dimensional character so it's much more noticeable also and like it's, er- it's an early clip so we mm-hmm. might be looking at you know uh, a rough cut a very rough cut that too what i'm curious yeah. about um from what we saw from that clip and uh basically the the production still of them all just kind of lined up and cheesing mm-hmm. at the camera it yeah. looked like Susie was uh kind of like aged down a little bit like she's one of the babies now was Susie? Susie was one of the babies wasn't Susie she? was angelica's best friend or her only friend like she was like a bigger kid that came around sometimes uh, mm. just to kind of counter counterbalance Angelica. Yeah. You know what? Now that you say that, I kind of remember that. Yeah. But I'm I mean, making up the picture. I'm sure she's, she's still voiced by Cree summer, but you know, she's, yeah, wo- I don't think they've changed anyone. That's good. That's good. Yeah. She does look smaller in this. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's I just the perspective. Know that they did. They don't have, um, uh, 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 what's Chucky's sister? Is it Lily? Oh, 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 oh. Um, I didn't. Did he have a sister? Uh, adopt uh, or not adopted stepsister? Yes. Oh, was it Kimmy or something like Kimmy, that? Kimmy, yes. Kimmy okay. Was uh Kimmy, and then eventually, uh, Tommy got um Dill. Dill. Mm-hmm. That's his <laughs> little brother. <laughs> So they don't have them yet. I imagine they're going to come later in the the series. Yeah. I mean, anything's possible. If Muppet Babies gave us uh, Scooter and Skeeter, then I'm confident we're going to get all the Rugrats we want because that was a big deal to me. So Characters. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying. Susie. Susie's parents. Yeah, there was a lot of news that came out of Paramount today. They also talked about... Uh, Nickelodeon establishing Avatar Studios, which means they're going to be giving some more love to Avatar The Last Airbender and uh, Legend of Korra and exploring that universe even more animated. So that's incredible. Yes, that is incredible. Uh, it doesn't say, um, Susie, it just says uh, um, her family purchases a home on Tommy Street for Susie. Um, their mothers are close friends. Susie gets along well with the other babies, considers them their friends. Like them, she doesn't get along with Angelica. <laughs> so she makes a conscious effort to be nice to her. Because ah. <laughs> Susie's just very cool. Her really only real character flaw is competitiveness. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, and then obviously Kimmy was uh, from the movie, the second movie which was Rugrats in Paris. Yeah. And then Dill was I think in the first movie was when he premiered. That's Spike. right. Spike. Spike's the dog. So oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Who's Spike? <laughs> like I don't remember Spike. No, um yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool though. I, I remember uh after the movie, it was one of those rare cases where the series was still going on, so they bought yeah. Dill onto the series as well. I thought that was neat. Yeah, uh, and I grew up with that. That was my favorite show when I was a kid. Like, that was my favorite cartoon. I loved the movies, although Mm -hmm. I remember specifically liking the second one better. 
I think it was the music that really got me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I just like Tommy was my favorite and you know, all of that. So I'm very excited for this. Um, I want to revisit the old show now. That's what this really makes me want to revisit. Like yeah. the old show and then some of these other older shows that I don't know if they're streaming, but I want them to be like Rocket Power or whatever. All of these shows that I grew up watching to see if they hold up. Hopefully basically. now that uh, CBS All Access has become Paramount Plus, they'll smarten up and put all the Disney or not Disney rather. See, I'm, I'm already conditioned. They'll put all the Nickelodeon yeah. stuff on there. So they don't have to, like, lease it out to Netflix anymore like they did with Invader Zim and Rocco's Modern Life. Like it I has do not want to watch Rugrats All Grown Up, though. No, that's, that was a, a far reach. That was a bit too much. <laughs> yeah. It just okay. became generic Rugrats at that point. Rugrats is on Hulu? Hmm. So, yeah, they're yeah. all just kind of... It's kinda... on both. It's on both okay. Hulu and CBS. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. Every time I would go to like the family section of CBS, it'd be like Inspector Gadget, Heathcliff, Super Mario Brothers, Super Show, stuff like that. Like yeah. This. It says nine seasons are on Hulu. Seven seasons are on CBS. I do not understand why that's the case. But they made some okay. bad deals along the way. They didn't. They never anticipated yeah. having a streaming service. I mean. All these networks and, and TV channels are, are, are learning very important lessons about oh, the yeah. content and, you know, keeping They have it issues close. with DVDs, too. Yeah. Like, all right, where are you, Rocket Power? You're on CBS. Motherfucker. <laughs> CBS wants me to get on all access. I don't want to, but hey. I feel like it's going to happen, and that, I'm just really annoyed by this. That Star Trek is real good. That Discovery, it's real good. <laughs> <laughs> it's there for you when you're ready. That's the that's the great thing about waiting. You know, when it goes on sale, when they lower the price or they have some type of special discount, yeah. there's going to be so much there for you to enjoy. So I think that's an yeah, important thing. Yeah, if you're thing. looking for Nickelodeon shows, guys, they're pretty much, it looks like most of them are on CBS. Yeah. Just quick quick preliminary searching. Oh, they got Keenan and Kel on here. Shit. Are you afraid of the dark? All that. <laughs> All the good stuff. All right. So yeah. moving on, um, what else do we want to hit? I think I talked about on the mini episode a little bit, uh, the Superman animated series, yeah. uh, is getting an HD remaster and coming to HBO Max. Which is awesome. Yeah. If you want to hear us talk more about Superman, we just did a whole mini episode talking about Superman and Lois. That's so. right. It was a lot of fun. We had a lot to say and, uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot to dig into on that first episode alone, so check it out. Yeah, so I'm excited about this. I definitely want to revisit Superman. Me too. I feel like, uh, you know, back when it was airing, the first one, I didn't really give it a fair shake because I was such a huge fan of the Batman animated series and that aesthetic. And I mean, that was on another level. We got to be honest, you know? Uh, oh, absolutely. But the reason why it kind of hurt a little bit was because, like, at that point, you know, they were very open about the fact that, like, hey, we're taking assets away. We're taking production people away from the Batman series to move over to Superman to get that on its feet. And then we got that weird, you know, Batman Adventures, uh, you know, season where it was like Tiny Robin and Batgirl and really just dressed down villains. It was it was very odd. Right. But Superman was a good cartoon it just came on Sundays when I was at church, I think, or something. So I never really got to watch much of it. 
Yeah, that you know, back in the day too, like that was a thing. Timing. Yeah. When something aired, that really mattered. Like, You're watching it. Could you see this? <laughs> now we're like, eh, whatever. I'll catch it whenever I catch it. Did you ever watch like the Kids WB Block when that was a thing? Yes. Or, okay. Yes, definitely. Okay. Was it on Saturday for you, or was it on Sundays? I, I don't remember that. I do. I think that was how, because that was where they showed reruns of like. Um, like X-Men and stuff, right, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did have that yeah. at one point. Um, yeah, so I, I do remember, like, that. I, I think that's how I watched a lot of reruns, like, a lot of these shows that were a little bit before my time, too. Yeah. Like, they had um, Animaniacs, Pinky in the Brain, Earthworm Jim, yes. just some weird stuff. Oh, yeah, that was a weird one. It really was. Uh, they tried to spin off Animaniacs a couple of times, I think, and it didn't yeah. quite work out. Like there was a show called I, uh, uh, some history show. I can't remember the name of it, but I would say if I I was ranking sh- like net like I watched Nickelodeon first, mm. and then Disney, and then Cartoon Network. Mm. Like that was my hierarchy. However, usually when I got into Cartoon Network as a kid, yeah. I was being a really bad kid and watching Adult Swim. Ah, well. I started Man. watching Adult Swim and Family Guy like before Family Guy came back. Let me tell you. It was it I was not at age appropriate. When I was a kid. Yeah. Cartoon Network was a completely different animal. Yeah. And it felt like cable access almost sometimes because there was no Adult Cartoon Swim. Cartoon Network gets weird. Even now. It, like. <laughs> it does, but now it's on purpose. Back then, it was because they just didn't have enough money to continue, like, programming late at night. So Right, like they couldn't run their Flintstones reruns. <laughs> yeah, like you used to get the weird cartoons like Roger Ramjet and, like, uh, Paula, I don't know, like some Pauline Powderpuff racing or something. Like, people are screaming mm, at me right now. I don't now. know. Anyway. The, the the gem of all of that, the inception of Adult Swim was, of course, um, Space Ghost Coast to Coast. And yeah. that show was born out yeah. of necessity because they had all these old Space Ghost episodes that were super cheesy. And then mm-hmm. they begged them to let let them like recut into like a talk show of some sort. And it worked out. Oddly enough, it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Weird shit like that. Like I, 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 rem- I grew up, um, you know. It was like Family Guy was the one that I really liked, mm-hmm. like that that caught me. There was something about that show that I was like, this is like wrong <laughs> and I shouldn't be watching it. But it was also very clever. Yeah. And like I, I definitely got into Family Guy very young. Like I said, it, it wasn't even back at that point. It was just like the reruns. Because remember, like they had that year or two where it was off the air. It was a couple because, of years. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was canceled a cup for a couple of years. And so, like, the reason that it got revived was because it was doing really well in reruns and in DVD sales. Yeah, yeah. So so I, I guess I was part of that. Like, I never watched it when it originally aired, just in these reruns. Um, and then there was, like, home movies. Oh, yeah, home so movies. Fun. Oh, yeah. oh uh, you know, that's, Remember that's the something. Oblongs? Yes, but what I was yeah. going to say, that, that's something that I, I neglected to bring up. It wasn't just, like, a light switch turned on. It was – they kept on um, – adopting shows from Comedy Central and USA because Comedy yeah. Central and USA independently tried to do their own like adult animation blocks too mm-hmm. and they didn't they didn't fare too well so when it came time to find a new home for 
the critic or for home movies or oblongs, like you said, that's where they would end up. And that was. I wouldn't say oblongs was a like a Fox show. Ah, yeah, something like that, or maybe ABC. It feels like maybe ABC would have had it too. Yeah. Yeah, but, one yeah, of anyway. those. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then it just gets like thrown over into Adult Swim, mm-hmm. like for reruns. <laughs> and yeah. it usually works out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That was so. a weird show. All right, so still got a lot to get through here. Let's see what else we got. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to talk about uh, Lucy Hale and Skeet Ulrich? I, I'm... <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what to say to this other than I added it because I was like, okay, so I did not know that Lucy Hale was as old as she was. Yeah, I I will. I will state that I thought that Lucy Hale was like 27, mm-hmm. you know, or somewhere in that. She's actually 31, which yep. surprised me. And she's with Skeet Ulrich, who's 51. They were seen kissing. I think that this is not so like there that age difference is not that weird. Like, I'm just being honest here. Like, it's a big age gap. It's not necessarily an age gap that I could see myself being comfortable with. But they're both like damn adults. Would you consider that a a, a May December sort of deal? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I guess it just depends on the people. But. Um, I think the weird part is that we associate her with, like, teen roles. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the part that is kind of freaking people out. Yeah, because she reads young. She was on uh, Katie Keene, uh, which was a spinoff of uh, Riverdale. Yeah, and before that, she was on Pretty Little Liars. Mm-hmm. So she's been playing... She's been playing teenage characters for so long. Yeah, it's it's hard to disassociate her from the teenage character. Yeah, I like I said, I thought she was much younger than she actually is. I, I'm just curious, how did you meet? <laughs> like, like <laughs> how did you two meet each other? Cast party. You know, he's he, yeah, he plays uh, Jughead's dad on Riverdale. Yeah. She plays Katie Keene on the spinoff. Had to been a, a rap party, and they just wrapped it on up and kept on rolling. I will say that the photos of them together, it looks weirder than, like, on paper of their ages. Because she looks like she could be his daughter. Technically, she could at 20, 20 years age difference. Yeah. But just visually on its own, she's much younger. I got to tell you, I'm really, like... It's it's a culture shock to me every time because I normally don't go on sites like this. So we're on page six dot com and there's a video auto playing uh, as I scroll through this story. And, uh-huh. it, you know, it's one of those sites where it like minimizes and goes to the bottom corner. So you can still watch the video and they keep on talking to this this woman. I remember when she was on uh, American Idol, but I don't remember her name, but they keep on getting like close ups on her feet. And it's just so weird. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't really understand. Page six is not a great source, but I pulled it off of Twitter real quick and added it to the notes because yeah. I didn't know I'm not, how I, much we would be talking about this week. And I'm not judging you at all. It's just a matter of I never want to get that famous where people start photographing my feet. I would be so insecure about that 100% of the time. So You better fucking pay me if you're going <laughs> to do that. Exactly. <laughs> I want good money for that. Good oh, man. It's just so weird. Like they're they're talking to this girl about uh, or this woman rather about when she was a girl. And 
you know, just her red carpet appearances and stuff like that, and just going over the the outfits that she wore. It's just like, damn, don't do that to me. Please don't do that to me. It's a hoodie, all right. It's a hoodie every time. It's a hoodie and a scully, and possibly some sketches. That's every picture. So if you want to know yeah. what I was wearing ten years ago, five years ago, it's the same thing. All right. Same deal forever. Never. <laughs> Save the trouble. so okay so not weird page six verified weird yeah 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 definitely uh spider-man 3 got a title yeah yeah i was i was kind of making fun of this on uh on our instagram page Mm -hmm. a little bit because yeah they the uh so the kids from spider-man were having some fun uh on instagram telling us different versions of what the title of the film was supposed to be so i think Tom Holland said, um, uh, phone home. Yeah. Spider-Man phone home. Uh, Zendaya said, um, what was it? Uh, something. They were all home related. You get what I'm saying. Right, right, right. Because the other previous movies have all had home in the title. Right. Um, my favorite was someone on Twitter saying Spider-Man homosexual. That was my favorite of the bunch and making a little title card for it. So in addition to that, um, you know, they, they finally had a little video. It was scripted and everything where, uh, you know, Peter, Ned and, and MJ are walking out of, uh, I'm calling them by the character's name, but you get what I'm saying. They're walking out of John Watts's office, uh, and they finally revealed the title as, as Spider-Man No Way Home. And yeah. the way that they did that was they were just walking through, walking down a hallway and they go past a whiteboard and it has that big encircled in the middle. And uh, then they put it in the correct font and everything at the end. But what people are dwelling on is the fact that when you look at this, yeah, there's all kind of like Spider-Man iconography on there. There's all kind of like, you know, science stuff. There's also a lot of hexagons on there. And so people have been theorizing that, yeah, you sent me this. I didn't know what this meant. Yeah, I mean, well, it's funny in its own regard because they had like a lot of like pitched names that they crossed out. Like, mm-hmm. no, that's dumb. Spider-Man Home Run. This has nothing to do with baseball. You know, that sort of thing. Like, it's funny. Right. Definitely go watch it. But yeah, there were a lot of hexagonal shapes on there. So people are theorizing, of course, that it has something to do with WandaVision. So the fallout from WandaVision mm. may spin off into this. Definitely going to spin off into Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. We're living in exciting times, people. You know, Marvel is back. MCU is back after a long hiatus. Who knows what's going to happen with uh, fucking Black Widow? I don't know. Maybe something cool. I think that WandaVision is way bigger than we realized. (laughs) And I think we talked about this last week or recently yeah i think that wandavision is a bigger event in the mcu than we realized when they were putting this out and i mean like that's what we're discovering every week where we're like oh shit yeah and i mean to be fair here it it didn't really seem like it was gonna be that big a deal outside of wanda like it was gonna be fun show yeah yeah like it was just gonna be a fun show that they're making and now i don't know like (laughs) i'm really i'm getting the vibe that this is gonna like alter some shit in a much bigger way yeah so i mean at the very least we're gonna get vision back you know that's gonna happen because i mean he's a good character can't throw him away probably Yeah. yeah unless the lesson is like she can't have him back. 
you know? <laughs> that's true. Like, that's the lesson of, like, you can't bring someone back. I mean, she's she's having a psychotic break, so mm-hmm. um, maybe they'll trade him for her kind of thing and she'll die. But I don't I, – I, I, the reason I have a hard time believing that she will ultimately – not play a part in the MCU anymore is because they, they really do need female characters. And if they keep killing women off for these men, like black widow and, you know, if they, and, um, what's her name? Uh, from guardians. Oh, um, um, not nebula. She survived Gamora. Gamora. Yeah. Now, now we have Gamora back, but like, yeah, kind of. If they keep doing this, like it's it's shitty. It's going to become like women women in the refrigerator trope, you know? Like I, you can't do it. Exactly what I was going to say. We can't keep fridging women in yeah. order to progress a storyline. Yeah, that's yeah. that's got to go. Um, however, we are we are getting some more female representation uh, in the form of uh, Monica Rambeau. Oh uh, my god. Yeah. In, I'm tired of people saying her name like Rambo. Like it's, it's Rambo. You know, anyway. Rambo. That's yeah. just, yeah, it's pet peeve. And Catherine Hahn. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, what a, she is the breakout star of this. Oh my God. She's so good. Catherine Hahn is the break, breakout fucking star of everything she's in. <laughs> people have been underestimating right. this woman for years. It's ridiculous. <laughs> How are you not recognizing the genius of Catherine Hahn? Every time oh, she showed shit. up on Parks and Rec, she was hilarious. Every time. Knock it out of the park. Her and Step Brothers? Holy shit. <laughs> that, I mean, oh God, she's so funny. She's yeah. so freaking funny. Right, 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 right. So if you are watching WandaVision, uh, I, I know you've caught up by now because the entire internet has been talking about it. Um, yeah. That the song Agatha All Along is now on Spotify and Apple Music. So you can go check it out there if you want. Somewhere an Agatha still exists, and she has that as her ringtone. <laughs> and she's living it up. Lean into it. In the same it. way that I have a little bit of Lexus as my ringtone. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, I don't want to pick up the phone. That's <laughs> yeah. just fucking bill collectors and, and those like car ad things anyway. No one actually calls. So The last time I had a theme song, I had to pay somebody to make mine. So consider yourself lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm um impressed by the amount of uh you know work they've been doing with this with this WandaVision. I'm Agreed. I'm just I want them to stick the landing. That's it. I just want to see what happens. We got a few episodes left and then we roll yeah. right into Winter Soldier and uh and Falcon, Falcon and Winter Soldier. So Yeah. I'm excited for that. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. yeah the, I I, th- I think we talked about this last time, but I just love the fact that um, we're going to get new Marvel content on a weekly basis every week for the rest of the year. Yeah, that's right. You sent me that that graphic or whatever. Yeah, there's a chart. <laughs> every episode of Loki, you know, uh, Black Widow, Spider-Man, Falcon and Winter yeah. Soldier, we're gonna, it's going to get us through the rest of the year. Yeah, I would say I'm least excited about Loki. Yeah. I don't really care about Loki. I think it'll be interesting though, like the the topics they explore, like he's supposed yeah. to be yeah. going throughout time and fucking stuff up too. So. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll still be interesting. I'm still gonna watch it, but I I will say it's I'm least excited about. It. I was most excited about Winter Soldier and Falcon, um, 
and then WandaVision was second, and then Loki was the third one. And, and that What If show was above Loki. Oh, yeah, I forgot um, about What If. That's right. Yeah. Um, but the the one that I've been most excited about was the Winter Soldier one, but now, obviously, WandaVision has been so good that so it's, good. it's gone up in the rankings. Man, yeah. so good. Yeah. Okay, so we got off on that tangent. But, yeah, uh, yep. Spider-Man got a name. All right. Yeah, Spider-Man um, <laughs> Last but not least, we'll talk about this I guess this bit. is kind of a wall of weird. It is a wall of weird because what the fuck? Chicago. Yeah, you can talk about this as a Chicago. What do you guys call yourselves? Chicagoans. Chicagoans. Yeah, even people who are from cool. outlying suburbs that aren't actually from Chicago call themselves Chicagoans. But we love you all, and I'm saying that not because I'm on the podcast and I want you all to be endeared by me, but because I really truly believe that 100. percent Anyway, um, GTA Five. What does that have to do with Chicago? You may ask. Well, let me tell you, Lex. Um, remember back in the day when Senator Joseph Lieberman was uh, campaigning against violent video games in Congress and saying, hey, look, these violent video games are leading our children to do violent things. And they would always show. Wasn't that, wasn't that right after Columbine? Um, or was that not? Am I thinking of. I think time? they used Columbine to trot it out again. But it's okay. come up so many times over the years. So they would always show stock yeah. footage and the stock footage would be, uh, some dependable, uh, participants. It would never be like super Mario brothers or Tetris or anything like that. No, it would always be doom, grand yeah. theft auto, mortal yeah. Kombat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the time it was grand theft auto three. They would always start with, you know, with that one. That's, that's when the, the violence got so graphic. And of course, you know, with all the little, mini games and everything that will let you pick up prostitutes and, and do all kind of hits for the mob and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. they dwelled on that a lot, not understanding that uh, in this game, you don't have to do everything that's in the game. You have the option to do everything that's in the game because you have free will as a human being. But I digress. Right. Right. Anyway, um, some good came out of it. We got the, uh, the ESRB, which rates games, which I think is a useful tool if not, you know, flawed in some ways, uh, which tells adults, which tells parents rather, like uh, the content that's in the games, uh, so they can yeah, make which an I'm accurate fine decision. With, like, yeah, I mean, the, in the same way that we have movies rating, you know, rating things. Exactly. I, I don't necessarily agree with individual ratings sometimes, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm fine with having a system for it. Right. TV has ratings. Movies have ratings. Video games. Yeah. It's understandable, and that's fair, and that's something good that came out of this. I wanted to lay that down before we get to the rest of the story. But ultimately, yeah. what we're dealing with here is the fact that there have been a, uh, there, there has been a rise of carjackings in Chicago, uh, over these past few months. Mm-hmm. And apparently there are some, uh, politicians in Chicago who are attempting to blame this on Grand Theft Auto again, specifically Grand Theft Auto 5. For those. Yeah, that makes sense. Perfect sense. Now, understanding that the online uh, aspect of Grand Theft Auto V is still going strong and they still have free weekends and they advertise it on occasion on television. I want to remind everybody that Grand Theft Auto V was released in 2013. I feel old as fuck. From yeah, that. because you know why yeah. I know that? Because I went to a midnight release for this game. I was hyped. I was excited. I really wanted to yeah. play it. I went to a midnight release. I got the game. I went home and I went to sleep. 
And you know what I didn't do on the way home? I wasn't driving at that time. No, no, no. I walked to my local GameStop. And even though I've just purchased a game in a series that I've played several times about carjacking and, you know, of course, with Red Dead uh, horsejacking, yeah. I, I didn't steal any vehicles to get home, Lex. I, I don't understand what's wrong with me. Well, you hadn't played it yet. That's true. Fair. That's true. Yeah. 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 So. According to these lawmakers, it's not just Grand Theft Auto. It's Grand Theft Auto 5. So maybe if I'd have played that and then went to go pick up the game, I'd have been more motivated to go and jack a car, I guess. Maybe instead of worrying about what video games people play, you should actually worry about the entire system that is, you know, upholding people living in poverty and being in terrible fucking situations that leads them to doing things like jacking cars, right. which is understandably shitty. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like that people are jacking cars. I don't think anyone likes that. No. Um, I, I maybe we should try to find actual solutions to this instead of pointing fingers and not actually fixing anything. Crime is bad. Crime is, is not a good thing. That seems like that should be an obvious thing to say. Um, but I, of course, again, this is a situation I want to preface by saying that before I make this next statement, these carjackings that are taking place don't, um, involve people being hurt physically, uh, in most of these cases, uh, from, from the examples that they're giving. Um, but what they want to do, what, what representative Marcus Evans Jr. uh, wants to do apparently is, is, uh, he's introducing an amendment to a bill uh, that's already in existence that seeks to prohibit the sale of all violent video games throughout the state. So that means that there's no way that's going to hold up in your state constitution. No way. There's Is this guy no up way. for reelection or something? Is he in the suburbs? Like this is one of those things where it's like somebody please think of the children. Like these these yeah. people. I mean, of course. They must realize there are more urgent matters that need to be addressed as far as like what's going on in the street, um, what's going on in our world. There are other ways to tackle this problem than blaming a game that came out eight years ago now. Yeah. But no, let's blame the video games. So why this is frustrating to me is because I don't I don't think it's going to work. But the fact that they're going in the back door and trying to amend a bill that already exists, a bill yeah. that prohibits the sale of violent video games to minors, which is a right. great thing. You know, this is right. something that should be in effect. And it's, it's a, it's a law that I enforced at, during my time at Blockbuster when someone tried right. to come in and rent a Grand Theft Auto game for me. I said, Hey, you know what? You're this certain age. Uh, if you go get your mom out the car or something, you know, I'll rent it to her, but I can't rent it to you directly. And they walked out. They didn't get the game. That's fine. And that kid went on to be president of the United States of America, Barack Obama. No, that's not how that happened. <laughs> so it's ridiculous. Digital digital games exist. You could buy it on Steam. You could play it on Steam. They can't prohibit that, especially if you have a VPN where you can, like, mask as if you're in, like, Los Angeles or, or Las Vegas or something or another lost location. Right. Yeah. Um. It's a stupid so rule. It's, it's ineffective. It's not going to, to you know, gain traction. Like, it's not going to work. Right. It's it, just, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, is he up for re-election? It, there's got to be something related to his district or some reason why he's doing this. Right. But I'm not going to bang the free speech gong. I'm just going to say this is dumb. If you're really concerned about carjacking, really work 
with the community to find out, you know, what's going on that's causing all these carjackings to take place. Yeah. You know, yeah, do something about it. Exactly. It's it's not just, oh, Grand Theft Auto was on sale for $20. So, I mean, <laughs> it's been on sale for 20 bucks for I don't know how long now. You know, right. It's although that game does hold a lot of value, which I find fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's mm-hmm. not the point. The bill would uh, levy yeah. fines of a thousand dollars per offense for any person who sells or rents a violent video game. Jesus Ugh. Christ. Ugh. This they, is wild. Uh, what? Whatever. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're all right. People are desperate. People are are doing things out of desperation. I know. Let's charge them money. Ridiculous, ridiculous. I hate him. It's not even. I'm not even pro or anti-violent game here. I mean, you know, we're not going around stepping on turtles because we play Mario Brothers. Yeah, I mean, speak for yourself, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do kind of want to get like a a, a cat suit now because that looks cozy I as fuck. I turtles from my car <laughs> as I'm driving. <laughs> I have peels. like I, I just I just like chuck turtles and ban- I leave banana peels. Like, <laughs> like that's a normal thing, right? Right. I mean, how else are you supposed to? I live to... in Florida. Like <laughs> that's not even the weirdest thing to happen. Like if someone threw a turtle at your car. In Florida, you'd be like, all right, that Fair sounds enough. about right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, that's it for me. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's all we got. That's all we got. <laughs> so. All right, guys. Uh, check out the Patreon mini episode that's out for Superman and Lois, our full review. That's patreon.com slash Lex and Matt. That's the best way to support our show. That and reviewing, sharing this with your friends, all that. Following us on social media, at Lex and Matt. Mm -hmm. All the things. All those things. Make sure to subscribe to us for updates. Um, We've got a lot coming up. You heard us talk about that a little bit earlier with our, uh, our Young Starlet series. We don't have a name for it yet, so that's not it. Believe me, that's not it. But, yeah, um, that's coming up. Lots of stuff to look out for on Horizon. Uh, do you want to talk about the fundraiser you're doing? Oh, yeah, yeah. We can talk about that real quick. Um, we are trying to raise money for people in Texas, um, you know, the situation in Texas. Um, if you're a One Tree Hill fan, go follow uh, Ravens. I shared this on our social media, and we're tagged in it as well. Um, but yeah, go follow uh, Ravens podcast and you can uh, enter a chance to win like a prize pack. And we are one of the co-sponsors basically of this prize pack to try to raise money. It's a raffle. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the prizes is a Lex and Matt sticker, like our logo sticker, um, a Naily bracelet, which is from One Tree Hill. And then the Ravens boys have put some stuff in that pack as well. That's hilarious. You can go watch the video and you'll you'll see what all is involved with that. Uh, so, yeah, and it's it's a minimum five dollar donation to enter this raffle to win one of these. Right. So uh, and then we listed some charity ideas, but we're not specifically picking one. We're just having you send proof that you sent at least five dollars to one of these charities and you can enter to win. All right, so if you were going to donate anyway, you might as well let her right. win. Right. Send us your receipt, and uh, you can have an entry and possibly win one of these prize packs from another great podcast. So this is a our first little uh, 
joint venture for charity. Right so. on, right on. It's a good cause too. Those folks really do need as much help as yes. they can get out there in Texas. I've got some family out there. I've yeah, got some great friends doing? out there. Everybody's doing okay on on uh, you know on that end. You know, thankful for that. So yeah. You know, for those folks who are just looking for a little bit of respite, looking for something to take your mind off of things, thank you for choosing us. That goes for everybody, yeah. actually. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We appreciate y'all. Absolutely. All right, folks. Well, that's it for this week. As always, I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other.